Good morning for Tuesday, October 4th, 2016. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. 80s choices nearly led Trump to ruin. Syria talks end newly bruising U.S.-Russia ties. And with Pence and Cain, faith is back in the mix. In today's national headlines, murders strain a force used to solving them. Knee by knee, a protest against racism spreads. And justices refuse to reconsider Obama's immigration plan. In today's business headlines, tech giants investing to keep data in Europe. Brevity in briefs, lawyers register their objections. And Bass Pro Shops to acquire Cabela's, a rival retailer. More business stories ahead, more national and world news too, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written by Ross Bittner and Charles Bagley. 80s choices nearly led Trump to ruin. Abraham Wallach thought he'd scored a major career break when Donald Trump hired him in 1990 for a senior executive role. Based on Trump's lifestyle, Wallach imagined he would soon be leading impressive construction projects around the globe. Instead, he found an odd array of failing enterprises, he recalled on Monday. Many top executives had departed and those who remained often huddled in closed-door meetings with bankers. Everyone was very glum, Wallach said. It was like getting on the Titanic just before the women and children are moved to the lifeboats. That year, he would later learn, was the beginning of Trump's reckoning with a decade of rapid, debt-fueled expansion. The empire he had built with leverage from his father's fortune began to fail, bringing him to the brink of personal bankruptcy. The full magnitude of the financial hemorrhaging was a closely held secret until the New York Times published portions of Trump's 1995 tax records that showed business losses of $916 million, creating a tax deduction that could have allowed him to legally avoid paying federal income taxes for up to 18 years. For a single businessman to declare losses approaching a billion dollars is so extraordinary that it caused several accountants and lawyers consulted by the Times to blanch. The precise breakdown of that figure remains murky, hidden in a schedule attached to Trump's returns that has not become public. But a review of public records and interviews with those who were present make clear that it was decisions that Trump made at the helm of his business empire during the 1980s that led it to nearly imploding. Trump portrays himself now as a self-made man who began life with what he has characterized as a meager $1 million advance from his father. That figure itself is a gross underselling of the support his father provided. But in his darkest moment, Trump again leaned on his family's wealth, this time to ride out a financial tsunami. By 1990, Trump had amassed $3.4 billion in debt, much of it in the form of high-interest junk bonds. Trump was personally liable for $832.5 million of that. He had bought a yacht for $29 million, the Plaza Hotel for $407 million, and a failing airline for $365 million. All were losing money. 
Details of the losses are not available, but glimpses in reviews by casino regulators and in securities filings related to debt offerings show a grim picture. The Castle Casino in Atlantic City recorded total losses of $93.2 million in 1990 and 1991. The Trump Regency Hotel there lost $8.3 million in 1991. Plaza Casino lost $29.2 million that year. Casino regulators in New Jersey warned that the possibility of a complete financial collapse of the Trump Organization is not out of the question. Most, if not all, of those losses would pass through to Trump's returns because of the ownership structure of the casinos.